You're listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go, a podcast that'll change how you think and change your life. I'm Willie Horton and I'm a psychologist. I've been helping people change their lives since 1996. Broadcasting from the French Alps and delighted to have you along. Let's take this week's step in the right direction. I want to talk today about being attractive. How we attract good stuff into our lives. How we are the kind of person that other people want to be with. How we can bring into our lives all of the good things that we would love to have and love to experience in our lives. I just got off a call with a client who talked to me about how somebody doing some coaching for the team that he's involved in had mentioned that they should read a book called The Law of Attraction. Now, The Law of Attraction is somewhat like the book The Secret and somewhat like what people assume manifestation to be when they hear the word manifest being mentioned. We've talked about this before. Nothing just comes to pass in life. Nothing just happens. Nothing comes into your life unless you bring it into your life. The bringing, not being some act of pure creation, but the bringing being the doing that you do as a result of the kind of life you would love to create for yourself. Let's dismember what I've just said into its component parts. First of all, you are creating your life as we speak. You have been every moment of your adult life since you were 12 or 13. You have been creating your life based on the assumptions, the underlying assumptions and beliefs that you have about who you are and how the world works. These underlying assumptions or beliefs were learned when you were young and impressionable. And you learn them from people who were creating their lives in the same way as you are now, based on the psychological snapshots they took of things that meant something to them when they were young and impressionable too and so on and so forth, all the way back. The normal adult mind automatically creates reality every day to a blueprint, a pre-patterned, programmed, repetitive blueprint. And because of the way the normal mind operates on automatic pilot, people using their minds in a normal way find it impossible to change their lives or any aspect of their lives. No, they don't find it impossible. It actually is impossible because the thoughts to which you give your attention create your version of reality. If you were giving attention to a completely different set of thoughts or even some different thoughts, you'd have a different version of reality. You'd behave yourself in a different way. You'd feel about yourself in a different way. You would do things in a different way. You'd probably misbehave in a different way as well, like most normal people do, because 
they are reacting automatically. You are creating your life right now. You are, if I can put it another way, attracting into your life now all the mixed bag of stuff that normally makes up the cut and thrust rough and tumble of the ordinary everyday life. You're attracting it not by some magic, but you're attracting it according to your deeds and misdeeds. You are attracting it according to the way you behave and the way you misbehave. You're attracting it as a result of all the things you do and indeed all the things that you have failed to do. You are where you are now in your life, in this moment as I'm talking to you, as a result of every single action or inaction that you have done or failed to do in every single now up to now. And as a result of the fact that for the normally minded every single now up to now has been lived on automatic pilot, you simply keep doing the same things and getting the same results and creating the same version of reality. And that bounces off other normal crazy people's versions of reality and we come up with a shared lack of experience of reality. And what I mean by that is that if everybody is creating their own version of reality through their own thoughts, nobody is experiencing anything. We're living in a shadow world fed by thoughts, fed largely by toxic thoughts because the pictures we take when we're young and impressionable err on the negative rather than the positive side. We have self-limiting beliefs. Most people have perceived inadequacies. And of course, they're all related to these repetitive thoughts born out of those original snapshots that programmed us. So when somebody talks about the law of attraction, when we talk about attracting things into our lives, it isn't as if we're kind of some magnet sitting here and things stick to us. It isn't that we could create a different life by saying, I'll put a different magnet on my fridge and that will attract, you know, a, a, a million dollar check to me. We are attractive as a result of what we do and how we do it. Now, this is the really important thing because you're attractive to nobody if you don't turn up to your own life. You're not even attractive to yourself. Most people, Harvard reckons it's in the high 90%, University of Chicago wouldn't be too far off, far off the mark either. Most people don't turn up to their lives at all because they're buried in those pattern thoughts that we've been talking about a moment ago. So if you haven't turned up to the here and now, how can you be there for anybody? You hear that expression quite often, you know, I want to be there for my children, or I want to be there for my loved ones, I want to spend quality time with them. The normal mind doesn't understand how to do that because the normal mind is buried in the thoughts of the past and consequently misses the present. In order to attract anything into your life, the first thing you need to do is turn up to your life. And this isn't some philosophical idea. It is a purely scientific idea. If I don't turn up to my life, I am missing the vibrations of energy that are happening in the here and now, coming from me, going out into the universe, coming from the universe and other people around me, coming back into me. We live in what could be described, according to quantum physics, as a very large energy exchange. 
I get a return on the energy I put in. If I don't turn up to the here and now, I put nothing into the energy exchange, I get nothing in return. But if, or when, I do turn up to the here and now, I begin to get a return on my investment. That's the first thing. I need to turn up to the here and now. And that is something that is very largely missing from books about the law of attraction. You know, the law of attraction. You know, I, I read an article in The Guardian a couple of weeks ago. I made a video of it on my Thursday morning videos uh, a few weeks ago about the law of attraction simply being bringing stuff into your life by, and I quote, sheer willpower. I don't even know what that means because the power that we exert in our lives is the power of being in the here and now. We're not called human thinkings or human doings, we're called human beings. You have to be in the here and now. That's where our power, if even that's the right word, emanates from. Being present means that I am in tune with the present moment, which is, according to the science of quantum physics, the only place in time in which the universe actually exists. Yes, there is a continuum moving forward from the Big Bang, which was a point of absolute order, towards increasingly disorder in our universe. The universe, however, is vibrating in and out of existence 20,000 times a second. And what that means is that how I use my energy in the here and now is going to impact how I create and recreate myself, how I create and even recreate my body in the here and now. Let's stop and think about that for a moment because I, if I am suffering from a lack of peace of mind, if my head is all over the place, if my mind is uneasy, if there is a dis-ease in my mind, there is going to be a disease in my body. We are constantly creating and recreating the very cells of which we are made up. The very super strings of energy that are vibrating in and out of existence moment to moment. And that means if I don't turn up to the here and now, I am vibrating at such a low level relative to what's actually going on in the world in this moment. I'm basically marked absent. And when you're marked absent, don't be surprised if nothing ever changes in your life because you're never going to get a return on the investment you never bothered making. We have to turn up to the here and now. And it is only when we do turn up to the here and now that we can start actually doing stuff. Now this goes to the heart of what I want to talk about today. There is an, uh, an implication in a lot of stuff that is written about the law of attraction that all I have to do is, as I mentioned a minute ago, will it into being. Because, you know, it, it's based on the assumption that we're creating and recreating our own reality. But we're not creating and recreating our own reality passively. We're not just sitting here imagining it and it all coming to us. Everything relates to how I put my energy into the here and now. So first I need to turn up to the here and now, and secondly I need to start doing what I need to do to get to where I want to go. This is all about doing. 
I think I may have said before, and if I am repeating myself, I don't apologize for it because we need to keep reminding ourselves. Saying to yourself, oh, I imagine this wonderful existence, and then sitting back and waiting for it to happen whilst I do nothing other than wait for it to happen, is akin to saying to yourself, I've won the lottery, I have a big glass of champagne in my hand, but I never bother to go out and buy a ticket. Every morning when you wake up, you have to buy today's ticket for life. You have to buy in to the here and now. You have to turn up to the here and now and do the right things. Now, this is foreign to the kind of mind that we talked about a few moments ago. The kind of mind, the normal mind, that is operating on automatic pilot. Because when we're on automatic pilot, we never do anything. We always redo, redo, and redo again. We never act. We always react. And we don't even react to what's going on. We don't even react to what we think is going on. We don't even react to what we think about what we think is going on. Who we think we are reacts to what who we think we are thinks about what who we think we are thinks is going on. That's not doing. That is a perpetuation of the rubbish, the treadmill, the rat race, the rut of everyday life. That's why people, when they say they feel they're stuck in their lives. That's why they're right, because they are stuck in their lives. That is why when people say to me, oh, I find it so difficult to change my life, that's because they can't change their life, because they keep doing the same thing. They might think that they're beginning to do something different, but think about the number of things that I mentioned in the sentence a minute ago, and you'll understand the value of thinking or the lack of value. Thinking gets in our way of doing. And as we've said before, we simply need to park our thinking. We can't change our thinking. Your thoughts are your thoughts and you're stuck with them. But your thoughts are nothing when you stop giving them your attention. Think about the alternative to giving your thoughts your attention. You could give your attention to the here and now, the only place and time where the universe exists, the only place and time where I can do the right thing and move my life forward. Think about how different that is, or actually don't think about it, reflect upon it, because then you get back into the world of thinking. Don't think about it at all, don't analyse it, just do it. Just turn up to the here and now. When we turn up to the here and now, we start doing what we need to do, and we avoid doing all of the things that we normally waste our energy on. What am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about like wasting your time on the television or the internet. I'm talking about wasting your time gossiping, pouring your energy into bad stuff. I'm talking about reading the news, which normally these days isn't news at all. It's opinion, which isn't the same thing at all. And I know this sounds terrible, but a client said to me a couple of years ago, I don't need to know if 150 people were killed in a train crash in India. I know that sounds terrible, 
but that is what we're pouring our precious energy into. Reading about disaster after disaster, and if there is no disaster, sure someone will make a disaster up so we can pour our energy into that as well. It's all energy poured down the drain. You have this precious, precious resource in your life. It's called you. It's called the energy that makes you who you can be. It's only when we suppress our energy by thought that we end up thinking of who we think we are. You have this precious resource that you can pour into your life in the here and now, that you can pour out into the universe in the here and now. And because of the way energy responds to energy, the universe will respond to you pouring out your energy and you'll get it in return. That's attraction. That's how people are attractive. That is how you attract into your life all the good things that you want to create in your life. Not by some magic, but because you're doing what you need to do, because you've turned your life in the here and now. I've used the word attraction deliberately, first of all because of the law of attraction, but because when we are present we are attractive. You know people, you've met them in your life, who are good to be around. They give you some kind of undefinable lift. Very often you can't put your finger on why they're different from other people. You also know people who are the polar opposite. People who really, if you could, you wouldn't want to have anything to do with them because they drag you down. The people who drag you down are so buried in their world of thought that they want to suck you into their world of thought too. But let's not waste our energy on them. Let's not pour our precious energy down the drain, even thinking about them. Let's consider those attractive people. Modern neuroscience, cognitive psychology, modern quantum physics would confirm in a variety of wonderful different ways that people are attractive because they're present. That's it in a single sentence. If I turn up to the here and now, if I am present, other people want to be with me because I've bothered to turn up. I am impressive to those around me because they haven't turned up. And, and, and that may sound like a judgment, but it's a scientific fact. The vast majority of people using their minds normally, as I said a minute ago, have not turned up to the here and now. So when somebody does turn up to the here and now, boy, do we want to be with them. The fact is you... I was going to say, you can be that person, but you are that person. The only thing standing between you now and who you think you are, and being that person, is who you think you are, or how you think about who you think you are. In other words, I am that present, wonderful, attractive person doing the right thing in the right way, at the right time, when I am pouring my attention into the here and now. 
as a result of which my thoughts evaporate into the nothings that they actually are. You know and I know from our previous conversations how you turn up to the here and now. You also know from our previous conversations that this is your natural state of mind. When we were young and impressionable, we were in the moment all of the time. It's only as a result of the programs that we took on board and the way in which the brain literally closes down our attentional spotlight at the onset of puberty that we have become disconnected from our natural state of mind. We also know from our previous conversations that we can reconnect not through an act of reconnection but by virtue of us disconnecting from the thought programs that distanced us from our true nature. And it's actually easier than what I've just said. I'm actually, I may be guilty of overcomplicating the simple. I don't even need to disconnect from those thought programs. I simply need to constantly and diligently develop my ability to pay attention to what I'm seeing, what I'm feeling, what I'm hearing, and even what I'm smelling and tasting. I need to pay attention to when somebody's talking to me, to what I'm actually hearing, rather than put it through my well-worn-out sausage machine of repetitive thought and make up what I think someone else is saying to me. I need to actually listen non-judgmentally to know what's going on. I need to see what's going on before my very eyes so I can do the things that I need to do in this moment to get to where I want to go. Let's go back to me in the jungle 10,000 years ago. If I were confronted by a man-eating tiger in the jungle as a hunter-gatherer, I would see everything before me crystally clear. No fog of thought would blind my perspective. I would see the optimum escape route. And having been crystal clear in seeing the optimum escape route, because the moment would have all of my attention, I would take that necessary action without thinking about it, effortlessly. That's how the piece of equipment in your head works now. You can see everything clearly when you turn up to the here and now. You can see the way forward crystally clear in the here and now when you turn up body and soul the here and now. You can hear what's going on, you know what you need to do, and everything else just fades away. So as we near the end of today's episode, a couple of words of advice. Turn up to the here and now for a few minutes each morning. It gives you more than a fighting chance of turning up to the here and now for the rest of the day. Turn up to the here and now four or five or six times.
times during the day, just for a couple of moments, because it maintains your connection with the here and now. Let me put it a different way. Meditate for a couple of minutes first thing every morning. By first thing, I mean before your day gets going. It doesn't have to be the very first thing. And secondly, mini-meditate during the course of the day, because it refreshes your ability to be present, it reconnects you, it centers you again. But when you add meditation and mini-meditation together, those actions, those real and proper actions, are doing so much more for you than just enabling you turn up today. They're restructuring your brain. They're restructuring your brain to the point where sooner or later you're going to be present most of the time. Mini meditation in particular, in weaving moments of presence into the fabric of your everyday life, begin to recreate the fabric of your everyday life. So sooner or later, that fabric is made up of mindful moments, moments of presence in the here and now. And when you lose the plot during the course of the day, when you become distracted, accept every little distraction as a blessing in disguise, because it provides you with a wonderful opportunity for you to choose afresh, to let the distraction pass. It provides you with another wonderful opportunity to practice being in the here and now. In fact, it's actually a reminder to be present in the here and now. And when during the course of today you react inappropriately, a couple of nice deep breaths will stop that going off in a chain reaction that leads to places where normal crazy people live their lives. Accept it, embrace it as an opportunity to choose to be present in the here and now, as an opportunity to continue learning and growing moment to moment, because this is a journey. And the more steps you take in the right direction on this journey, the more you are going to realize and experience that through turning up to the here and now and through your deeds in the here and now, you are going to attract into your life all good things. You've been listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go. Get involved? Join me in my Facebook group, strangely enough called, To Succeed, Just Let Go. And for more information, visit www.willie-dash.com.